Hey guys, it's Mr. Kerr. Welcome to your new project. To introduce it to you, I thought I'd let you listen into a phone conversation that I had yesterday with Laurel Crone. She's a language arts teacher over at West Middle School. Take a listen. How may I help you? That's pretty funny, Miss Cron. Is it Miss Cron or Miss Crone? It's Miss Crone. Miss Crone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is Colby Kerr over at New Tech. I had emailed you about the possibly collaborating with a project. I was wondering if we could maybe go over some of that stuff. Yes, that'd be fantastic. Thanks for calling. I guess the first question I would have would be, how do you guys teach grammar over at the middle school? What does that look like? And then what's the What's the success rate, both among teachers being satisfied with it and students actually having a good experience with it? Okay. Well, um, when I was in school, which I don't know when you graduated, but I graduated in 91. Okay. When I was in school, we did grammar the old school way. Okay. It was get out the textbook, copy down these 50 sentences, and do the lesson that went with them. It was all very rote and boring and uh, drill and kill practice over and over and over. Uh, it was We also did diagramming sentences, which a lot of people hated, but I kind of liked it because it was very visual for me. Oh, I know, yeah. And kind of mathematical, too. There was a right answer, and I liked that part of it because there was a right and a wrong. Right. And so many times in writing, there isn't a right or a wrong. I know. That drives some of those seniors nuts, especially those that are the math-minded kind of kids. Yes. So that's how I was taught. But when I got to Coppell, and we did do that the first couple years that I was here in 97, Uh 98, but then the district went to um, do not teach grammar in isolation. Right. So since that time period, we have taught grammar and mechanics through the literature books that they have been reading. So your students, the seniors, will have, if they came through West, we would read a book. For instance, Freak the Mighty is one that we read all the time at the beginning of the year. We would take passages from Freak the Mighty and analyze them, and they would do daily lessons looking at those sentence structures and patterns. Mm-hmm. So that's how we've done it for years and years and years, because we were told that we couldn't just teach it by itself. Right. So, I mean, do you feel like any of that sticking? I guess what I'd be nervous about, because I know me, if I was teaching a book, it would be so hard for me to, to like incorporate the grammar because the lit would just take it over. I would want to talk about the book and the characters, and I feel like that would stick with the kids, but I don't know. I mean, have you seen it sticking with well, the kids when you do it like that? Yes. What we would do would be we'd read two or three chapters and discuss, as usual, in our literature part of the class. And this is when we used to be blocked. So we had 110 minutes. So they were okay with it, and I felt like it stuck because they could look back in their text and find it. Okay. This year, we don't have a block. And so it's more... Oh, yeah. Uh Uh I forgot about that. It's much harder this year. But I don't know if it stuck with them the way it stuck with me in school, because I can recall Mrs. St. Pierre like it was yesterday, yeah. drilling into me what, it, you know, a direct object was. Exactly. I, and, I mean, that's the thing is I, I gave a pretest just yesterday, and they, you know, so they all took it, and of course it wasn't graded, but I mean, we're talking the vast majority, 50% or below. We've been told as teachers not to, not to hammer into them what things are called. Right. You know, what the direct object is, or what kind of phrase this is, because... 
some people out there, the research shows that it doesn't matter. If they can mimic the sentence or create a sentence, they don't need to know what an indirect object is. Right. I don't know. Does it matter? I, personally, I think so, but I, I'm in the minority. It's, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of two English teachers talking, like, what? of course, what are we going to come up with? You know, we want it. Right, but uh, that's what from our department said. Right. Oh, that's no, what, I know. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say, too. Yeah, so I guess then, like, in terms of me trying to think of, like, what we can create for you guys and, and at least have my kids thinking about toward is, is there a way that we can try to make them visually reimagine what, say, a sentence diagram looks like where we take the labels off and maybe take some of the structure of it off, but that visually a, a kid, whether elementary or middle school, could look at this sentence in a more visual way and still recognize things like subordinate phrases. You know, that I, I feel like that's the thing that needs to stick, is that some things in a sentence are vital and are kind of the meat, and then some things are extra and where they get tacked on. Because I think that's what they can right. learn and use in their writing. I don't Maybe know, what Maybe if it's color-coded in some way? Yeah, something. And if the diagram is color-coded to go with it? Right. Um, if, the, if it starts out that way, like here are the color-coded pieces, and the verb phrase goes here, and all the adjectives go under, and they're colored this color. Right. Maybe that could help. Yeah, one of the things that Missy, and you have to forgive me, what, how, how does she pronounce her last name? Shalip, like leaping. Wow, Shalip. Shalip, I like that. Uh, mm -hmm. what, she sent me an email, said she couldn't uh, you know, talk with us, but what she said was, her challenge is to make grammar fun and interesting. It takes uh, often a lot of work, and really sometimes it's just the fun that they remember. Like, great day activity, but very little actually sticks. But then if you do the rote, you know, drill and kill kind of things, well, sure, they learn it, but they're going to hate you forever, and their writing probably suffers because they have such a negative experience. So it's kind of like bringing those two hands together and saying, how do you make something engaging that's maybe tactile, interactive, but that still is content-rich. Right. That is a hard thing to, to combine. And because so many things these days with our teaching are 90% of the students have to be active 90% of the time. And yeah. how did you engage these children? And look, <laughs> they were all sitting silently working from a book, and that's bad. Yeah. So how do you marry the two in a way that everyone is okay with. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if it could be, like I'm thinking modular kind of things that, that are really, you can take it apart, you can put it together, you can rearrange it, that there would be kind of a lot of different combinations and it would become a collaborative thing. And also the, the manipulative pieces are good. Yeah. But the problem with that is it takes a long time to create 15 sentences and then cut them into envelopes and put them around the room, you know, to use once. And then some kid drops his envelope on the floor and the whole <laughs> game is messed up. I know exactly what you're talking about. So well, that, and with you, because you're having to incorporate this into an ongoing curriculum that's not independent grammar study. So the notion that you're doing this for a very small scaffolding thing, you don't have time to do that. No, like we we just made a game on the smart board after mm -hmm. school, and it's for my tutoring class, but it's hard to find the time to incorporate it, especially this year since we've moved from the block to a single period. Totally. How do you incorporate it and make it good for the students? Well, cool. Are there any other kind of like thoughts, whatever, that you want to throw on? I guess what I would say to them is I'm always interested to hear what the students say is interesting and engaging, and if that's different from what I think, because... As someone who is 37, what yeah. I think is cool is completely different from what somebody who's 12 thinks is cool or even what's worthwhile in class. So totally. the more ideas, the better. Send them on. Okay.
Cool. Thank All you, right. Laurel. All right, bye. Bye. Okay, there you go. That's the whole project. Your goal as a group is to create a new way to vision diagramming sentences. I want you to think outside the box. I want you to think about what will be the most meaningful way for not only you to understand a little bit more about English grammar, but about how we learn and how we can best teach others how to learn not only how to write, but how to write well. That's your goal. I hope you're up to it. You'll get more details as we go along for right now. Your job is to write me some needs to know.